This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to today's episode of War Room Moments. My name is Jason Miller. I'm your podcast host. And today I have Nikki on with us today. Nikki, thank you for being on the show. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to the audience and tell us what your superpower is. Awesome. Okay. Yes. My name is Nikki Klegel. I am a faith-based life and business coach. And um, you know, I guess if I had to say my superpower, it would really be tapping into um, the Trinity, helping entrepreneurs do the same thing so that they can really take their business to the next level in a place where they're really designed to be working. And then also not on their own power, but also with the power of God. That's awesome. <laughs> Trinity, you mentioned Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. So one of my business models is the Trinity of success. So, cool. Cool. Um, yeah, my our, la- ours would probably intertwine, maybe not be the same. I don't know, yeah. but it would definitely intertwine. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably so. Um, I'll send you a copy of Be Good, Be Brief, Be Gone. It, I like uh, that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, very cool. Anyway, so great. Great to have you on the show today. And so let's talk about how you do the train the trainer model. I'm really interested in that from a leadership perspective um, because it's not the same market it used to be, right? So a lot of things have changed um, in the last few years, but how is that shaping out for you? In that yeah, model. you know, I chanced upon that. I, I had been a director of nursing for 20 plus years before mm. I started being an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, I'd done and, and understood, used, taught other people how to do train the trainer. And so it was, it was interesting that I didn't see this coming, but I thought that I was going to be a faith-based health coach and life coach. I was mm. going to work at the hospital, start a program. I had already been accepted to do this. And you know, God had taken me on a different path and I was switching everything into faith-based life coaching instead. And I was not going to take my job at the hospital. When I started doing faith-based life coaching, I was helping everyone find their life purpose, which is book number one right here. Um, And so as I worked with them, many half over half um, were finding their life purpose and then wanted to turn that into the work they do. And a good example of that would be like a married couple. I remember Joe and Karen, they're one of my testimonials, but he had um, been in, in unfaithful to her for five years and she had signed divorce papers and he, had, they tried counseling for two years and he called miserable, teared up, could hardly talk and asked me to coach him. And a little bit of our story is, you know, my, my parents divorced. And so I didn't have a lot of sensitivity to this area, but um, while I was on the phone, listening to him thinking, listen, buddy, you've been doing this for five years. What's, what's going to, you know, how's this going to work? Whatever. I heard God say to me, you know, ask him why then, if that's your problem, if you don't think it's going to work, ask him why. And so I did, I was like, Hey, Joe, what makes you think this is going to work? And I was kind of irritated at the time. Now, don't get me wrong. I wasn't mean, but 
kind of irritated. And he said in the most shaky, humble voice, I've tried everything but God. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. So we coached and um, his wife would not come. And then after about a month, she decided she would come. Then the next month they did it together. And in three months, their marriage was back on track better than ever before. None of it, my doing all gods through this kind of download he gave me in the book. And that's what I used to coach with. But the point being when they were done, they were like, we have to, we have to help other people do this. And so they became certified coaches off of this. So train the trainer was, I was like, they, they didn't have the wherewithal to be an entrepreneur. They didn't want to even build programs and all that, but I already had this system God gave me that was working. And now I certify people off of both of those two books. This one is getting your life God partnered. This is getting your home God partnered. And, um, and, and so then there are certified coaches that use those to then go train and I teach them how. So that process of honestly, this is what I think about all of us, no matter where you're at in your life, you're not to keep it alone. If it's working then there's a reason why. And I think that you need to share it with other people, however it may be. It may be in your personal life or work or whatever, but don't keep greatness to yourself. Yeah. Wow. Do I agree with that for sure? Um, the, you know, we go through our lives and we figure things out and, you know, a lot of people will just hold that, right? Yeah. But instead of holding it, share it. That way, everybody else can enjoy the abundance, right? Of, yeah. of what there is to be offered because it's yeah. a big world, right? Yeah. It's a big world and it's a bit of an angry world right now. Yes. Yeah. It is. So, and, you know, your model, Jason, is doing this. Your model is mm-hmm. not just taking your own success, like you're literally trying to then take it out so other people can. And, And also what you said about like, um, you know, don't hold it in um, that abundance is for everyone. You're right. Whatever we have is what we're giving out. And when you say it's an angry world, you're so right. And so the world's doing a really good job at spitting out that crap for everyone. So we who have some good stuff in us need to be working just as hard, um, loving on other people and sharing goodness and changing the world with that as, as rapidly as the other side is doing their work. Yeah. You know, I've always said this and it's a lot easier to love than hate. Amen. (laughs) And it, and it just fills you up. Like it's a twofold thing, isn't it? Like as you start to give, like you feel better too. Yeah. 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 I don't get it. I don't get the, the place where a lot of people are today, so on and so forth. But, but you know what, everybody's got their own thing and they got to work through it their own way. And uh, eventually, right. Whether it's a a hammer on the back of the head or a baseball bat (laughs) or whatever, sometimes it takes that, right. Or a, or a good old crowbar. Right. (laughs) A little bit of humble pie. (laughs) (laughs) But I think most people finally come around at some point. And, you know, it's been a tough couple years and a lot of, you know, it's like I always say, don't make excuses, make progress. Right. So, so we can make all the excuses in the world. Why something, something is the way it is, or why is it that way? Or I can't change it or, you know, change the things you can, 
Yep. And don't worry about the rest of it because it's just get rid of it. It's it's just garbage, trash in, trash out. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. I get that. (laughs) Yeah. So what, what I find interesting is, you know, in what you do from a leadership perspective, um, how do you maneuver through that with people yeah. from a leadership perspective? Yeah, because- I love that you asked this question. Um, we, we didn't have this. Whoever's listening, this was not scripted. I didn't know this was coming. But um, my um, my whole business is based around leadership. And so um, the, our people that we have that, that are part of our community are called legacy leaders. Um, these books, these four books are walking people through a process of becoming a strong leader. There's four books, Live, Love, Learn, Lead. The last is Lead. That's where we're really um, getting whole first. A lot of people are leading, but they're leading us down a very dangerous place. You know, so, you know, being a leader isn't enough. Hitler was a leader, right? So just simply being a leader isn't good. We got to be a good leader. And so, yeah, I'm pretty um, passionate about this. And, you know, I think I got my skills, you know, trained up as a director of nursing. And so just taking that process and really repeating it in this world is the same. So, you know, that may be flexing your style. Like I'm faith-based. There's no going to be, I can't be talked out of it just because, what God's done for me. And so I can't go all in with everyone. Like I'm going to push people away and I'm going to offend them, or I'm going to um, make them feel like freaked out and they're going to leave. So uh, as a leader, if I really want to do what I believe I've been called to do, which is make believers of men, then I've got to realize that um, when I'm working with this person, I'm going to lead like Jesus did with compassion and hear their story. When I'm working with somebody else, they know God already. They know Jesus. They love him and they're screwing up. Maybe Joe and he needs a little line drawn in the sand. And like, I think a strong leader understands this, that they, they look at the person they're leading and they try to figure out how they best learn and they figure out what they need the most and they flex to that. Um, The next thing I think as a strong leader would be, you know, who are you? What is your style? And, you know, I think of writing books because I work with a lot of authors, you know, there's a sage, a Sherpa and a struggler. And I'm a, I'm a Sherpa. Uh, and that basically the struggler is, I don't know, somebody that's just stuck in the pain of it all and they're leading, but it's like, woe is me, you know, right. And it's kind of like, this, this world sucks. Let's do this. We got this, you know, and they're going together and they're struggling together. I, I'm, I'm not in that space. And that's good. That's a good space, but for other people, my leadership style is more Sherpa, which is kind of in between there where you're, you're like, Hey, listen, we can do this together. Like I I understand. Um, I've been there. I've, I'm I'm getting on the other side, come with me. And then of course the sage is this wise person that, you know, is almost like, you know, the, the priest or whatever, you know, and you're listening to them and, and you're going to follow every word they say, just because they seem so wise. And I think I'm a Sherpa. And so knowing who I am and speaking that way so that I attract those people, because the truth is, isn't that where you've been somewhere and you're like, you know what, I'm not in their league. And you don't even allow yourself to learn from them because they seem sort of one level beyond you or something, or maybe you're looking at, you're trying to follow a struggler And you're like, this person is miserable. So you got to kind of own your space and stay in there 
own who you are as a leader and stay in that place so that the people who are attracted to that kind of leadership style know it and can trust it. And trust is huge in leadership. And so being in a person of integrity, which means you can screw up and fail, but you own up to it and you say, let's fix this. Um, I guess those are the main things that stand out to me as a leader. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and I can resonate with almost all of that when it comes to I spent 23 years in the military, um, oh, yeah. led thousands of people in combat and, you know, purpose, direction, motivation. Right. And, yeah. And, and know that you just can't, you can't treat everybody the same. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the military tries to do that. It's like, everybody's going to get put in this one little box. Right. And that's it. And I'm not saying it doesn't work for the masses, but it doesn't work for everybody. Right. 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 You can't, you can't lead everybody that way. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, but that's a very rigid structure and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a little, a little different um, uh, from a leadership standpoint. And, you know, leadership is fundamental, no matter what you're doing, right. even if it's just self-guided leadership, right? Totally. I, I talk a lot about self-guided leadership. Um, I love and, that. And that's, that's the key, right? Because mm-hmm. being a CEO or an entrepreneur, whatever you are, whatever stage of the game you're in, Mm -hmm. when you're at the top, Mm -hmm. it has its own set of being lonely. Yes. Yeah. So you have to be able to Mm self-lead. And and if you can't effectively do that, then you Mm got to look in the mirror and say, well, I can't lead myself. So how am I going to lead somebody else? Right. Right. (laughs) You know, you're, you're bringing up something I think is really cool though, too, is like, it's hard to self-lead if you don't even know what that is you're trying to lead or go to. And so the importance of having always someone ahead of you and behind you, like it cements your leadership. I think when you're leading other people, like you have to speak it, you have to own where you're at and, and you're bringing other people, but like always try to have a mentor or somebody ahead of you that you can kind of carrot and go for, you know, I think is really, really cool. Um, I love that you said self, self leader. I've never really heard anyone say that before, but um, yeah, I, I think I'm one of those I need to be if I'm not, cause I might be a little more of the, like, keep someone ahead of me. I think that's really where I am more. And so that's just a new concept that I want to kind of think about a little bit. I like that. Yeah. That's self-guided leadership is really important when you own anything, not Mm -hmm. just own a business, Mm -hmm. but when you own a household, when you are the head of the household, right? Mm -hmm. You, you know, moms are great at self-guided leadership. Mm -hmm. Most are very good at that. They're good at like, keeping themselves on track mm-hmm. while then keeping the whole house on track. Right. Yeah. Cause if, if you can't take care of yourself first, then you can't take care of the kids. You can't take care of the home. You can't do all these things. And yeah. this is, and, and this is both ways, right? Yeah. There's plenty of men out there that are running the household too. So yeah. um, this goes both ways, not just male or female. And you know, if you can't have your own house right here, yeah. how are you, 
how are you going to keep ev- the rest of the house running? And I just think of that from a business standpoint too, yeah. of as the CEO of a company, yeah. if I can't keep the C-suite running right, mm-hmm. then how is everything else going to fall in line below it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing is like, we are leading whether we believe it or not. There mm-hmm. are people watching us. There are people following us whether we're aware of it or not. So we need to be really careful about the, the, what we're teaching others without even realizing it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause most of the time, I mean, I can speak from experience where I've had people following me for three years and then all of a sudden I get an email from them and it's like, wow, three years. We had a, a, a veteran charity. He said he'd been trying to get a hold of me for three years. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm not that hard to get a hold of, but, <laughs> but awesome. But but uh, okay, you got a hold of me now. So yeah, um, and uh, yeah. So kind of taking things into the next level of things. You know, okay. we're talking about business. We're talking about you know leadership. All these things, right? So. If you could reach into your bucket um, and say, look, I'm going to pull out a business struggle that I've had Mm -hmm. throughout my life and business and and share that with a young or old uh, business owner or entrepreneur Mm -hmm. of what that really was for you, what it looked like and how you overcame it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably a reoccurring um, struggle, and I think it happens to all entrepreneurs, and you need to get yourself out of it when it happens, but that's like the plateau. Like, Mm. I think as entrepreneurs, you know, you you have like, okay, you're first starting out, well, shoot, I need a website. So you go through that pain of like getting that all up and ready, whether you're doing it yourself or you're hiring it out, it's still painful. You get, you know, you struggle in the beginning and then you start to see it and you get in this good place and you're all confident. You're like, look at this. It's awesome. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, but now wait, this website's beautiful, but there's no products on here. Like I need products. Okay. So then now you have to go through the pain again of like, okay, I need products that sell. I need to make them organized. I need to make them branded. And like, and you go through that pain and then you kind of get happy. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, but they're not selling. Okay. Now I need a funnel, you know? And it's just like that being an entrepreneur is this constant like um, journey. And if you're not up for that game of understanding that there's some comfort in the pain or there's like this, um, this um, uncomfortable, comfortable, you, mm. you just won't grow. And so that's what I want to teach people is that that place of feeling like now I need to learn something else or, you know, this isn't working. I need to add something that's okay. And that doesn't mean that you throw in the towel and you say, I'm not supposed to be an entrepreneur. Instead, it's like, wait a minute, I, I you need to, I'm faith-based, right? But you need to be like the Sabbath. You need to look back and see the great work that's been done and feel good about it but then kind of constantly say, okay, now what am I supposed to do? What now, mm-hmm. now let's bring in light. Okay. Now let's bring in plants. Let's bring in man. Let's bring in like, God didn't do that. He didn't just say, Oh, you know, I'm done. No, he's like, Oh, let's add light. And so I, that's what I think we need to do is constantly be comfortable adjusting, growing, and it's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah. 
And don't, don't focus on the destination, focus on the journey of it. That's right? cool. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people, they try to focus on, they try to focus on the end. Is mm-hmm. the end important to backwards plan? Yes. But not when you're first getting started, it's not gosh, go in the moment and, and, and just build it. Not if you build it, we will come. That's not yeah. a good method, mm-hmm. but, but you know, get through it mm-hmm. and probably find somebody that can help you get through it. Right? Totally. Totally. And, you know, um, I, I have a business coaching program and I market that I help you bootstrap it. Mm-hmm. So um, think about this though. If you're working with me, you're paying me so that like, there just has to be some investment in it. And, um, and, you know, you just have to pick and choose what things you cannot do or are going to suck the life out of you to do on your own. And then other things you might, if you're trying to start your business on a dime, which I did, I didn't invest any money until I was making money. So, um, so you can do it, but yeah, I mean, once I started paying for things, oh man, does that make a difference? Yeah. Well, well, you quick quickly realize like I'm a big fan of time studies. So I do a time study every quarter and I take everything I'm doing and I market tactical operation visionary, right? And everything that's not visionary, I task it out. It's gone. I get it off my plate. Um, because that's what allows you to really grow. Yeah. Um, um, and, and obviously most people can't do that at startup cause you're wearing all the different hats and so on and so forth, but, right. but that's where you have to find somebody to maneuver you through it faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are some great ways. I teach this in my business coaching program, but there are great ways to do this on a budget. So mm-hmm. if you are affiliated with your town is with a community college or a four-year college that needs internship programs, my first year out, I had two internships. The first one was um, in the marketing team. So like I had a whole team, five kids that like did better than some, some things I pay for now. Cause you know, their grade was in, they were excited about it, but I mean, they did photography for me. They got my podcast up and running. Like there are ways to get help for free. Um, another person that I did was I was doing my podcast and having to cut it all, you know, all about this and mm-hmm. upload it and do all this stuff. And I hired two twins um, at mm-hmm. our middle school. So they would walk over across the street after school was out and they'd come work for me for an hour and they did all of my cutting. They were excellent at it. Like it was the best and cheapest thing. And so, yeah, I mean, be creative when you're first starting out, you can get that help you mm-hmm. need on a dime. That's funny. That's funny. Well, Hey, that lends to being creative, being resourceful, right? Because you have to do those things. And I think as we get down the pipeline and, you know, our businesses are five, six years old, we forget some of that. And we just get so used to going. Right. right? When it's actually a good cost cutting reminder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That you can do that at scale too. You can cut costs doing some of that stuff at scale too. Absolutely. You can. And repurpose like that is Mm. the thing when, when I get my, my, I have a higher level mastermind, they're up and running and successful business owners. And uh, I cannot even tell you how much money we save them and grow them 
by repurposing content. Yeah. Like people do, they miss this all the time. There are so many awesome ways that we can take what you've already done for years and turn it into passive income. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm huge on content. We yeah. pump tons of content out. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we, we, I think we, we push out four 2000 word blogs a day. Yes. It's a lot of content that we push yeah. out and yeah. that gets repurposed across all the social media platforms. And it's a machine because that's what you're setting up. You're setting up a machine. Yes. So yep. Yep. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yes. And just to kind of wind things down, I always like to end with this com- this this question. Yeah. Um, if you could have picked someone to be here, anyone dead or alive, mentor, friend, family, whatever the case may be, just to sit here with us, yeah. maybe just to sit here and listen, yeah. or maybe to be part of the conversation, yeah. or you could ask that one burning question. Who would that be? And what yeah. question do you think you'd ask? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So can't help this, but I mean, honestly, wouldn't it be awesome if God was right here beside us <laughs> and you could say, you know, am I doing what you're called me to do? Am I getting it right? Um, am I, am I missing the people that you want me to be with? Um, am I tapping into you and tapping into the the power that you have the right way? Can you show me and teach me how? And, you know, we, I, as, as a faith-based entrepreneur, teach people to do this and you go out in blind faith, but to be able to have them right there in front of you, talking to you and not missing some things when we go out with him in blind faith, don't worry, we ask him to go with us. And so he fixes it. Like we make a wrong path and he puts a new stone there or he redirects us or closes doors and opens others. We get there, but boy, would it be nice if I had him right in front of me and I could just ask everything I wanted and hear the answers right away. That'd be the best. Got to send him an email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear he's even texting nowadays. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know not everybody's into faith and all this right. and that's, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever that is for you, right. right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what that comes down to at the end of the day Yeah, is believe in something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just believe in something, believe in whatever it is that you can, you can attach yourself to, um, Mm -hmm. and get that bit of faith from that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And whatever you do attach yourself to, that is what you'll get. So, yeah, you know, if whatever it is that, that just be wise about what you choose, because whatever that is you're tapping into is what you're going to get. Yep. That's true. Very Mm -hmm. true. Well, awesome. Well, Nikki, how do people get a hold of you? Sure. So I would say, because this is a business show, I probably do my company name, which is the mm-hmm. website. So fulfill your legacy. And sometimes people mess up with fulfill. It's a one L at the beginning, two L's <laughs> at the end. So fulfill your legacy. And then I would do backslash launch dash your dash legacy. And that is the business coaching program. And, and on there, I tell you this, cause there's a free um, 12 step training. It's an hour long of me coaching on all the things you need to do to start up a business. And then, um, there's a, 
study guide for you to fill out that will prompt you to plan on those 12 areas. So I think if people need help, that's a great little thing to do. Awesome. Well, I always tell people this, we have 168 hours in a week yeah. and you, you took one hour to spend with me. So I very much appreciate that, um, that you came on the show to spend this hour with me. Yeah. Jason, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. I'm grateful for all this. And I just, um, put blessings over all your people here. I hope that their businesses flourish. Awesome. Thank you so much again. See ya. All right. Hey, thank you for uh, tuning in today to today's episode of War Room Moments. Remember, dream it, believe it, and then go achieve it. This is Jason Miller, your podcast host, signing off. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.